1: It's my hope that you find support and comfort in these stories and I'm really looking forward to bringing you today's episode. Just a reminder before we get started that these are personal experiences and you should always seek medical advice before making any important decisions. I'm not an advocate for any particular model of birth or birth care and this is simply a platform to share these empowering Kiwi birth tales with you all. In today's episode I speak with Anna Reeve It's likely you follow Anna on Instagram and don't actually need me to introduce her, but just in case you haven't come across Anna yet, she is mum to identical twin boys, Oscar and Hunter. In this episode, Anna talks us through her fertility troubles, her extreme sickness during pregnancy, an emergency C-section with the boys at 34 weeks, and then her experience with newborn premature babies in the NICU. Anna also discusses her breastfeeding journey and is really honest about her experiences with postpartum anxiety and depression. This is a great episode and I know you'll get a lot out of it. If you want to find Anna on Instagram or have a look at her blog, I'll pop some links in the show notes so you can find her and have a look. Let's get into today's show. Hey Anna, thanks so much for joining me today.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: No worries. Do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about you and your family, what you're up to at the moment where you live?
0: Oh gosh, <laughs> <It's> a <lot. laughs> there's a lot so of questions. I'm Anna Reeve. Um, I'm married to my husband, Jay, and we have two identical twin boys, Oscar and Hunter, who are four and three quarters. They're five in March, Um, so going to school soon, which is scary. We live in Mount Maunganui in New Zealand. We just moved here about a year ago. We were living in Auckland. I'm a born and bred Aucklander, but my husband is from the Mount, so he lured me back to the beach and sunshine and I guess what I do is I I kind of I guess I'm a blogger I can't influence a blogger I kind of hate saying those words (laughs) um I yeah I just sort of fell into this industry um and sort of working all online I have a background I used to model for years and um present fashion tv shows and have a fashion sort of website before blogs were around um, and I guess that's kind of what led me into doing this later in life with the kids that's a succinct that's way to do it oh and I've got alopecia, I guess that's so I have um I have no hair so I used to model boards. so I guess like that was sort of my unique spin on it all and how I sort of ended up yeah. doing a lot of this stuff too
1: yeah awesome I love the posts that you do on um Instagram that tell everybody about what alopecia is and and lots of information on that very cool
0: Yeah. A lot of people don't know about it. I guess like my wigs are so amazing. And whenever I tell people who don't know, they're like, wow, I just never guess. You can't tell it's a wig. (laughs) So that's the problem. It's so so well hidden. A lot of people don't know about it.
1: Awesome. And do you want to tell us a little bit about your journey to pregnancy? Had you and Jay planned to get pregnant or what was your experience like?
0: Yeah. So, um, we, I guess we kind of moved fast and everything. Like we met, fell in love, like instantly never left left each other's sides. we (laughs) were engaged uh, well, like a year and a half married at two and a half years um, being together. So we kind of, and we wanted, both wanted to be have, um, parents young and have children young. And I just like had this, I don't know, I, like I guess I just had a gut feeling and I just thought it wasn't going to be easy for us. There's no reason why I thought that or anything. So, um, it just, I just, I don't know, it was just one of those intuition things. And we went to see fertility associates, um, in Auckland, see Mary Birdsell there, um, and get tested. And I have lo- like low level endometriosis. Um, you know, there's so many different levels of it There's people far worse off than me. So I knew that would kind of make a hindrance, but it wasn't too bad, but we got, um, Jay, Jay had to do a test. And he has terrible swimmers. They are lazy <laughs> and they just flap around and don't really move anywhere. <laughs> um, So we got the first suspect. She's like, oh, yeah, you've got a lot of them, but they don't do a lot. And they did a yeah. second test again to check. And she's like, yeah, they just aren't going anywhere and there's no way you're going to get pregnant because they just aren't going to be able to find their way to your eggs. <laughs> um, Which was quite, you know, that's disheartening to hear. We were, Jay yeah. was 30 and I was 26. Yep, 26. Yeah, twenty six, and um, which is you know kind of shitty. Excuse my language to be having to do fertility treatment at those sort yeah, of ages. Sure. Um, I blame Jay z at MTV presenting <laughs> far too many <laughs> parties all around the world. So we we I think while they were waiting for the test results, Mary had popped us on a because we'd been trying for a while, like you know not ages, but enough that I was like, yeah, I know, I just had that feeling. She'd put us on a, a round of clomiphene. Um, and we got the results back like halfway through it. And clomophene made me a crazy person. Like I've never felt so out of sync and just like nuts. It, like Jay and I had like our worst fight like, we've ever had when I was taking that stuff. I was just not a normal yeah. person. But she said to keep taking it just in case it works. Obviously it didn't cause the swimmers weren't going anywhere. Um so after that. We, she's like, you just have to go straight to doing ICSI, which is the level up from IVF. So it's the same process as IVF, but at the end, instead of putting the um, sperm into a petri dish for them to find their own way to the egg, Jays were just so useless that they have to be injected <laughs> right into the egg. So we did a one round of that and got a lot of eggs. Obviously, my age is on my side and everything like that. Um, yeah, I think we still have like ten eggs left in a freezer or somewhere in Rimura right now. So we did that. Um, and then we transferred back the, um, the first embryo and it didn't take, um, which I was really, really gutted about. Um, yeah. like really depressed about it, very tearful. I don't know. I just assumed like, cause of our age, she's like, the chances are so much higher. It should, you know, there's nothing stopping it. There's no reason why it shouldn't take. And because it's already yeah. formed embryo in like my mind, I'm just like, I'd already attached. my like, it's already an embryo. It's already a baby. You know, it's already like almost on its yeah. way to being a baby. Yeah. So I was really gutted about that. Um, so we took a bit of a break after that one and between transferring the next ones, just sort of to get back on track. And I was working and kind of a new job. And we just bought a house and then we decided to go for the next one and we transferred it and, I was really naughty and didn't wait for the blood test and I just couldn't <laughs> wait. So I took a um a pregnancy test like the day before I was meant to have a blood test, but we were in Queenstown, so I wasn't going to have the blood test for a couple of days later. So that's kind of what I was And it was positive, so I was like amazingly stoked. And I'd actually, since our like, honeymoon, because we'd already been trying for babies, I had carried around this baby, like this little onesie that said um, baby Reevesy and then wrapped up in a present, like, waiting to be pregnant to give it to Jay. I know, I'm so cheesy. (laughs) Um, And I still had that, and it had been, you know, it had been on a hundred, it had been following all around the world with us, and I'd had it for so long at this stage, and I had that with me, so I gave it to Jay. Well, you know, very stoked. It was quite unfortunate, though, because I was down there um, with Clico, champagne and it was a big champagne. Oh. With the event. So I was, I was, I was, they had these like orange glasses. So I was just asking them to fill it up with water and not get towel Cause I've always uh, yeah. everyone be like, oh, no, why are you not drinking this? They're like
1: 50, 50
0: yeah. vin- year old vintage bottles of champagne. <laughs> I was like, oh. not for me. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, we got pregnant. Everything was good. And then I remember being like, you know, maybe like a week into it. I'd already put on something like three kgs. It was ridiculous. So a couple of weeks into yeah. it. And I went and I just said to, said to her, I was like, look, I've just put on all this weight instantly. Like it just seems like I'm scared if I put in three kgs in like a week <laughs> and a half or two, this is not good. And she's like, no, yeah. it's fine. Like, you know, whatever, whatever, you know, don't worry about it. And we did the first scan to check that it's all fine. And at this stage there's so little, I think, I think we're I'm only like six weeks. Yeah, I am six weeks pregnant. Um, that's so little you have to do an internal scan. You can't do the external one. And she's, right. yeah. you know, you get this. Lovely wand, which kind of looks like a dildo. Yeah, <laughs> and then you have that, and they stand around. She's like, "Oh, there's the heartbeat. We hear the heartbeat." You know, all, you know, so excited. And she's like, looking good. And then she just like twists the wand, and she just goes like her face like completely changes. And I was like, "Oh my god!" And she's like, "Oh yeah, what?" And she's like, "Um, we have to talk about something." And I'm like, "What?" And she's like, "There's two of them." And I just oh like instantly freaked, and I like put my hand on the wall. I was like, I was already lying down, but I had to sit myself still. Jay jumped up and down and squealed like a little girl, no <laughs> lie, like squealed. He would always yeah. wanted twins and even asked when we was like, Oh cool, we don't have twins. She's like, No way, like we do not put two embryos back into someone of Anna's age or you know, you yeah. don't need that. And I was like, How? Oh, and she's like, It's split. So the one embryo split into two and there wow. we are with with identical twins. <laughs>
1: amazing but that's incredible that, that it was one a story. embryo
0: story but that's the story
1: amazing and so obviously jay was super stoked with twins how did you come to terms with that over the next couple of
0: weeks oh i i I bawled like pretty much straight away i cried in the car park i was absolutely <laughs> terrified um yep. the whole time i just and it's so strange because we had wanted the a baby so much and we had gone you know spent all this money and gone through all this experience gone through all yeah. this heartbreak it was a really tough time and then I, like it was a really weird battling with my emotions to being like i don't want to like and feeling yeah. ungrateful for that lucky to be in that position but feeling ungrateful for it um yeah. and then it pretty much didn't happen help that as of almost the next day i've been told i was and oh that's that and she goes that's why you have so much weight gain because with every baby your body has like your blood multiplies to, uh, to support them so oh, okay. my blood yeah, yeah. so your blood so it was pretty much my blood volume had just multiplied wow. which is what all the weight was from yes yeah um yeah but from pretty much the next day I just started I started vomiting and I had severe um severe hyperemesis, hyperemesis gravadium how have you say it so I had that and that pretty much started like the next day um so oh. yeah I was really nervous about having twins and then I was feeling horrifically sick vomiting like 20 times a day so it was very hard to come to terms of it and sort of be happy when you're quite miserable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: I bet. And mm. did you because of the um conception issues and having twins and everything like that, did you have to have a plan of where you'd birth in a hospital or with a OB or what was the plan there?
0: Um, yeah, I always wanted to have an obstetrician. Um our insurance yeah. plan covered it. Um I, like I didn't have very many friends who had babies, but I had one and she had a great OB, so I was happy to do that. And then, yeah, so the twins, because you're a high risk um, pregnancy, you have to have some sort of like level care like that. Look, overlooking looking. You can still have a midwife, but then they'd give you an OB through the hospital. So I was like, oh, well, yeah. insurance covers it. Might as well have a private one. So, the private <laughs> yeah. one, he was, um, yeah, and he was awesome. That's great.
1: And yeah. you mentioned the rest of your pregnancy was pretty difficult with HG. Do you want to talk us through that?
0: Yeah. So, um, I remember just, like, my poor employer, she, they pretty much knew I was pregnant <laughs> right away, <laughs> um, yeah. and I just ran to the bathroom constantly, um, thing me and the bathroom were great friends. I just, yeah. I, yeah, I was just so sick, and nothing helped. I had a Danzitron, I had everything. Um, we'd go pretty much get, like, you know, the IV fluid weekly, and I just, I'd got, I don't even know, how, everyone's like, how did you work? And I don't know, I must have just, like, I have been a bit of a determined scrapper when I want to be, and I just must have pulled it together for that and would just vomit constantly throughout the day but then get back home with it. And but when I get yeah. home from work, I just be like exhausted. Jay um was going away to Las Vegas of all places with when he, he was on the radio at that stage of ZDM, and they were taking like a plane load of listeners to um Las Vegas. <laughs> and at this stage like I'd get home and I could be like he cooked for nine months. I couldn't do anything and he rang my mum was like, you need to come and stay and look after Anna. And she's like, come on, like you can't you know she knew I was sick. But there's this running joke in my family that I've always like, if someone gets sick, it's like me or like they have thought I was an exaggerator. (laughs) I think that started because I went to the doctor one time complaining of like a a sprained ache, like a sore ankle or something like that. And we went to the doctor for me, but my brother just piped up at some point there to fall out of a tree and his arm hurt a little bit. And the doctor touched his arm and he like screamed, and he came out of the doctors with a cast, and I like, was perfectly fine. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> there's this sort of like running joke about some, I guess, mum like didn't quite, and mum hadn't been sick when she was pregnant with me or my brother. So, I guess she just, and people don't comprehend it until they see it. Like, you tell people you're sick and they're like, yeah. hey, you know, whatever. So, Jay, yeah, mum thought Jay was crazy, but she came anyway, and then she re. She saw it, she's like, I just she's like, I had no comprehension of how sick you are. I'd literally just come home and hang my head over the bowl and I'd need people to bring me water, feed me, or anything else. I just like couldn't manage it. I'd be exhausted. Yeah. So I think that's when she re- sort of really realized. And I just spent the rest of my pregnancy like that. You know, they tell you, Oh, twelve weeks, or maybe it'll get better by sixteen weeks and it just did it. <laughs> and everyone's so well meaning. Like, yeah. have you tried ginger? Make sure you eat something every morning before you you know, it just it's not <laughs> That works for morning sickness, but it doesn't work for actually. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was just pretty miserable and I didn't want to go anywhere because I made the stupid mistake of going to a Fashion Week show because I felt semi-OK and I've always been involved with Fashion Week and it was weird not to go. So I went to one, got through it, and I started feeling sick towards the end. And luckily, I got out. And as soon as I ran outside, I vomited on the street. Oh, no. so, and I was just like, I'm not going to anything again because if that had been. Two minutes earlier, I would have been vomiting onto a runway. At <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, like I, I, you know, we lived in Grayland at the time. I remember like going out and vomiting behind cars on Pontsby Road, and people like look at you. Like I don't know, they don't. Yeah. See, it was before I looked pregnant, so it's not a great look. Um. So yeah, yeah, I just spent the whole pregnancy like that, which wasn't really fun. And actually, funnily enough, um, after I gave birth, he's like, "Look, as soon as the placenta's are out, you are all placenta." you will be fine, Um, you'll stop vomiting. But I actually kept vomiting for like two and a half, three weeks, and he's never seen anyone have that. He thought it was so bizarre. It seems unfair. (laughs) Very unfair. I'm like breastfeeding newborns, more premature newborns in the A and E, and B, with an IV line in my arm. I must have – it was definitely not fun times. And
1: so had you planned throughout that time to try and birth vaginally, or what was the thought process there?
0: Um. It was definitely, definitely something, you know, we had talked about and wanted to do if possible, but the boys from like quite early on were, um, sort of like top and tail and yeah. with one being breached, the leading one being breached from, I mean, right. not early, early, on, but from, you know, 20 something-ish weeks. And he's like, look, they can definitely yeah. move, but if they don't, and I was getting scanned every two weeks, You obviously scanning for things like transfusion syndrome, all these Scary things that can happen with twins, that's why we get lots of scams. And um, they just like never moved. Yeah. And I had preterm labour from 30 weeks. I spent a couple of okay. nights in hospital. Um and um got the what's it called, the steroid injection to help with their lungs if they come out prem. Mm-hmm. But and the doctors are like, yeah, they're definitely coming. And then it stopped and they um you know, I sat, looking back now, it's terrible, but at the time I was like, oh, my God, if they come out, like, thank God, because I won't be this ill anymore. <laughs> and it's yeah. past the stage, like, yes, we'll be in hospital, but they'll like, should be okay. It's terrible to think about, but at that time I was just so ill. It's like, oh, I think about, I was like, oh, God, yeah. this could almost be over. But they didn't. They they stayed in there, and we got to 34 weeks. I was like, these buggers were just tricking me. Like, we're going to get to – were always going to pull them out at 37 weeks. And I had a scheduled okay. C-section date at the stage because they were, they were very much leading to him was breech. Yeah. Um, and because I was, and I had lost, like I was slimmer and weighed less than when I got pregnant at this stage. I was like, that's oh, how wow. sick I was. So he was like, yeah. you're very frail, Like there's not a lot of energy going on with you. He's like, I don't want you to You know, cause you can try for a breach birth, but of course, it's yeah. Just, yeah, no fun. Um, yeah. and then yeah, 34 weeks, my water's broke.
1: Wow. And so do you want to take us through that, um, into your birth story?
0: Yeah, sure. Of course. Um, yeah, I, I thought they had tricked me, and I was just going to be pregnant for the thirty-seven weeks. And um, the doctor like, "I can't believe you're so pregnant." Um, and I, I was so lucky actually. It was the rugby the night before, and Jay had been watching that, and obviously had a bit too much to drink because he was going to go out surfing to P And I have no idea why. At thirty-four weeks, with me having so much preterm <laughs> labour, I had said, "Yeah, you go surfing." Like my brain must have flipped because that's you know like. 50-minute drive to Pihar. You're in the water for two yeah. hours, not on your phone. Another drive back. But thankfully, the rugby had been on, and he'd watched and he'd had a couple of too many beersies and um, felt a little bit hungover in the morning. He was like, <laughs> oh, I can't be bothered getting out you know, at 6 a.m. because that's what yeah. time his alarm went off. He snoozed it, and I rolled over at like 10 to 7 in bed and just felt a gush. I was like, oh, everyone said I'd wet my pants because it's a twin pregnancy, and I hadn't yet. I was like finally done, it. so I like sat up and did that thing where they said they like try and stop your stream of you know urine like you can do. If um, you yes. can't do it, it's your water. So um, couldn't do it. I remember just standing over the carpet going, "Oh my god, I always stop." And she was like, "Move off the carpet!" Off the carpet. <laughs> I was like, "Should I call my obstetrician?" He's like, "Of course." I'm like, "I don't want to wake him." It was like on a Sunday or a Saturday or something yeah. early. He's like, "No," he's like, "Call the obstetrician." Your water's He broke <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, okay." And luckily, my friend um, had had a baby like three months earlier, and she her waters are broken. And she said there was so much water. She's like, Here, take some of these pads that I've already got. Um, and so I had a pad. So I had that in. I called it in doctor and doctors. And my obstetrician was um, away. Um, so I had his backup who uh, was, yeah. you know, he was fine. So I didn't actually get my original obstetrician and put through to him. And we went rushing to Auckland Hospital right away call my parents and he like walked in and I thought like maybe we'll be here for a while. I got all set up with the um monitors and he did a final scan just to check on positioning to see, you know, what we want to do and he's like, no, they're definitely breached. He's like and now the leaning one's actually not normal. He's gone to transverse. So it's like his ear was against the side of his head was against my cervix. And the okay. other one and the other one was breached. So he's like Yes yeah. there's no he's like there's no way they're gonna come out that way. I was like okay yeah. great so and I thought maybe we'd be you know have to wait around a while and he's like nah you're first in the operating theater you're all up he came in all his like white gumboots that kind of look like he works in a <laughs> meat factory um they all put Jay in all his um scrubs which he was having fun with playing doctors and my parents like only just got there like ran in to see me just before I went through it it all happened so fast and yeah then we we're in the operating room and I had a spinal tap actually. I didn't have an epidural, which was fine. I didn't find it painful at all. And then, um, what happened there? Oh, the guy, it's crazy how you go numb because he was like, I was like, how will I check? And they run a a piece of ice down your arm and then down in between your breasts and it just like disappears. You can feel it, feel it, and it's gone. And the guy was, the um, anaesthetist was amazing. He was just like chatting to me about boring, you know, like the weather and all this stuff. And I remember going, oh, so how, can you let me know when you're starting? Because my friend who'd had a C-section before told me that she could like feel everything. It was really like she hated it. It was awful. And the just did such a good job discri- distracting me when I said, "Oh, can you tell me starting?" The doctor goes, "Oh, um, he's like, I've already started. We're all, like, you want the, a baby? Baby A is almost out, which was insane. So they came out easy. Obviously, there wasn't too much. Some people obviously find it hard with C-sections because their babies are so big or whatever, but." been six weeks preem, they were tiny they were like 200 yeah. actually i've got a birth poster right in front of me um they were 200 and, oh, two, oh, 2.2 kgs wow. um yeah. tiny little things 44 centimeters and 45 centimeters yeah and um so they came out really easy oscar came out first to an a and he was um little but all good and then hunter came out second and he needed he right away had the oxygen on him and he was struggling to breathe and they rush him right away down to Nico hit, had to be put on the CPAP machine just to yep. help with his oxygen um they let me see Oscar and it's funny because we were just talking about this the other day and I was lying in bed and I was showing them all the photos of them as babies and I stumbled across a video of Oscar being born that I had never seen that Jay had recorded without realizing he was recording um, oh wow yeah I'd never seen it and it's like pretty sh- you know shoddy quality because he doesn't lose his recording. but these, if like I can see them like lift him out of me yeah um and then he walks over where he's lying and he's crying like covered in the vermin um so that was really cool to see and i always kind of given shit to Jay I was like didn't even record that you know record it <laughs> yeah. um lots of photos um but yeah so I got to see Oscar um, for a second which just felt all very surreal and then they yeah. put him into his you know, then they whipped him down to Niku as well. And I was all stitched up and then I said to Jay, I was like, You go with them, you follow them and they I just sort of sat there by myself while they stitched me up, which felt very surreal and I got wheeled into the aftercare area and um waited for my mum and dad and I was like, This is so bizarre, like I just feel like I've had like my appendix out or because <laughs> 'cause you're not yeah. with your children. It was just yeah. it was really I just found like and I was you know, I was yeah, yeah, I just thought it was just everything just felt very odd. And my parents yeah. came in and I couldn't they then wheeled me to my um to my room, which I have to share because I didn't have my babies in with me. And so I they wheeled me past um they I got to go see them in their little um incubators and I got to see that when I was lying in bed so it was kinda of hard to see, but so I saw them for two seconds and went into my room and they sent me down a picture of them. And the one with Hunter was quite scary because he's like got all, you know, he's got all the machinery all over his face. Yeah. And um, there's lots of lines in So it was quite scary. And I was sort of looking and go, oh my God, I couldn't even recognize them. They're all, you know, it just felt, I don't know, I felt instantly very distant and detached from them. And yeah, like yeah. I had, I'd had another type of surgery and I couldn't go down and see them properly until I could move my legs after the spinal check, which took a while. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then eventually got wheeled down there and got to sort of see them, but you just put your hand through. I don't know. I just felt, I just felt really empty. I just felt so weird. And then I kept, then I started. I vomited into the bin there and they're like, you have to get out of Nico if you're vomiting. Um, uh. so it was really, um, and um, yeah, I was just like, why am I still vomiting? And they're like, no, it's probably just, you know, yeah. the drugs coming out. It'll be done. Wasn't. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so that was, you know, that was, that was that first sort of day. And then Jay was like milk I was having to like milk um for the colostrum and said yeah. was like squeezing my boobs and he had this little syringe where they'd suck it off and he's like I'd squeeze and he'd suck it off. he's like I'd pretty much like nod forward and fall asleep just like so out of it uh, yeah. um he's trying to wake me up it was all and I don't know it's yeah. all very surreal and very odd and not yeah not kind of what I thought would happen even though I knew I'd kind of end up with a c-section but I don't know I just I just didn't feel like I like I was a mother yet like I'd come into motherhood I don't know it's it's very sort of hard to explain
1: yeah and so how long did they have to spend um in the hospital
0: so we were actually really lucky that they were only in there for nine days and they said they wanted to make a case study out of me because usually um usually with a c-section you can sort of stay in there um the top seven days it was really full like we were almost um the people who gave birth asked us had to be flown down to wellington to have incubators oh, wow. um so yeah. we were really lucky that it was super full so they were trying to get people with the c-sections like out really fast if your babies are in deku because you weren't you know you weren't sort of staying there with them but because i was so sick was it nine days or ten anyway i was so sick that i was still vomiting that they kept me in there um longer so i was doing all with, with them because the boys were you know were fine. It for little babies like that. It's just learning to feed properly because they're so small and actually, yeah. you know, thriving and gaining weight. So, um, because I was there, I was doing the feeds overnight, whereas usually the mums are at home pumping and the, the nurses were feeding them. Right. So they were yes. being fed through their um, NG tube, so they weren't actually learning to feed on their own properly. They had sort of like half the lessons, if you think of it that way, than my kids did. So they were yeah. learning to feed really fast. Um, so yeah, we and I. And I kind of went into this like instant, like fake happy, everything's great. I'm superwoman. I can do everything fabulously yeah. mode. And which is like, I kept pushing them. I'm, like they're doing fine. They're doing great. Like we, I want to get out. I want to get home. I want to get home. And because I seemed so like positive and happy and seemed to be like nailing this. Tw- like I was, um, I was ten and breastfeeding. I had the lady in there teach me that. I was doing that. Like I was kind of doing everything and vomiting, <laughs> but they still. Um, yeah. Thought I was doing great. And then they let us – you have this night where you stay for – you meant to stay for two nights in this parent room where they have, like, a double bed. You have the cot, and it's next to the sort of ward. And so the, the nurses can be there if they need anything. But they you they treat it like you're at home. You've got a TV and stuff. Right. So then they weigh them just to make sure that they are still putting on weight over the overnight feeds instead of being fed with the NG tube. And because it's so busy, they're like, okay, you can just stay there one night and then get you out because you've got so many parents who need to get through there. Um, So we got – home um and I guess that's kind of just how it all just started to fall apart for me but like secretly I just was having the worst time of it like I didn't enjoy it I didn't enjoy them I was yeah. so sick I felt really resentful they were te- like it turns out they both had colic and reflux um and they woke two hourly no was it two hourly two hourly to feed 24-7 like they never had longer sleep breaks um for yeah. it ended up being like 16 weeks that they fed like that oh wow
1: um yeah. and
0: then during the day they were serious catnappers that only sleeping 40 minutes and not for lack of us trying and you know had sleep people coming and helping us just like they just screamed they were just miserable they just screamed yeah. all the time sick of collar, pulling their knees up like you could tell they were in pain But um, I just made it, I just was like, so, I don't know. I was just like, what have I done to my life? And none of my friends had children. I was youngest by far. No one else got it. It was just sort of a bad downward spiral, really.
1: Yeah. And I guess if we talk, if we just take a step back a wee bit and talk about your recovery from the surgery of the C-section, how did you Mm -hmm. find that part? I mean, I know you said you were still vomiting, which would have made it not nice.
0: No, it wasn't. It was really painful. But I think the one thing I say and I, to my friends have had CC since I'm like, get up and like do take the nurse's advice of getting up and walking right away because yeah. my kids are in, like I've got friends who sit in hospital for five days and don't really stand up and they just like feel like everything's too tight when they have to. And cause the baby's right you can pass it back and forth and you get a little bit lazy with it. But because my kids were in Nico, I had to walk down the hall, swipe through the doors, get through the door and get in there. So I was yeah. walking from the next day and I think it made such a difference. Like I felt so much yeah. like I could feel like I could stand up straight. Like I actually didn't find the recovery that hard, but I think it's because I was up and moving and not just taking a lap around my room. Like I was, you know, walking 50 meters to get there yeah. and then lifting them in and out of these things um that it made a difference. So I actually, yeah, I didn't find it that hard, but later on because of my vomiting, it must have pulled like search, search, stitches or whatever inside. Um, and I did have okay. a hernia. Yeah, so I got a hernia later, like a, a pelvic hernia, right. just down my C-section line, which gave me yep. a bit of pain later, okay. which I had to fix.
1: And so you mentioned that you had a bit of a tough time once you got home. Did you get um, help for that, or how long did it take you to sort of realize that you actually um, were struggling?
0: Like, Jay was, like, crying all the time. I was like, it's normal, it's hormones, and I've had doubles of <laughs> them, and, you know, and this is, it's pretty hard. Like, we're all pretty exhausted. Um, It took a while. I think it was, like, my I had a, like I know sometimes blanket nurses get a bad rap and if you get a bad one it's not good. I had the most amazing lady. She's um retired now. She was quite old you now. I think she was like close to being close to seventy, so very old school, but she was incredible. Um yeah. and she just like would always check on me, like she would literally drop off a smoothie for me on the way home from her work. Like she went out of her way to help uh-huh. me because I think she could see I was having a hard time. And yeah. the first time, like I was pretending everything was fine. My mum was amazing. She was coming every day to help us um, we couldn't have survived without her, but I wasn't even telling her that I was like not having a good time. You can hide it. A very good actress. <laughs> and mm. I was at the plunket and she was talking to me about it and she's like, how you feel? And she kind of was pushing me on it. And that's when I just like broke down and had like an nap. So I was just, like, I can't, like I'm really battling. And the, the nurse said, she's like, look, what I think you need she's like, I think we actually just need like a good night's sleep. You need some like time to recoup you are pumping yep. heaps anyway. She's like, if your mum, and my mum was sober, she's like, if your mum doesn't mind, maybe, maybe the babies go to your mum's house for the night and they pump and you can, um, they have breast milk for your bottle and you can pump and all that. And mum did that. And they ended up staying there for two nights, which was in really, it was really weird. Cause I you know it sounds so odd to say like, I didn't miss them. And they're like, your brand new babies, you're meant to be obsessed, but I think you yeah. can't comprehend it unless you are depressed or whatever. You know, I just yeah. like, it was such a relief, and it was so nice just, like, to like spend time with Jay. And like, I think that this stage, they were maybe three months, so it'd been going for a while. Um, okay. Yeah. And um, yeah, I just felt, it, yeah, just, it just, it really helped clear me. And then Jay ended up speaking to people who had been through postnatal depression and anxiety and all these things, and got in this um counselor's name. Um, she works above the parent place in Alice in Auckland and she was great. I can't remember her name. I keep getting asked and I just I just I don't know. That obviously those times have been blocked out in my head. I yeah. can't remember it. But she was really great. And he would make me go um well I would go and see her a couple of times a week and that really helped. And you know, she died and she's like she's was, she's like, I wasn't not sure if it's come she's like, You have to go. she was a uh, she can't she she couldn't prescribe um drugs. So oh, yeah. I'd have to go see someone else, but she's like look very much on the borderline of pnd which she's you know which i think it definitely was but she's like it's definitely postnatal anxiety and distress as well she's like if you think about everything you've gone through the last two years almost of getting pregnant and then how your pregnancy was like and then how they were born and everything about it she's like you've had a lot on basically and there's you know you're just having a meltdown and then the how the babies were so sick and so you know just constantly yeah. cried it's not like I sat down and had these loving moments with them like they're more quiet like and it was completely different to what I thought motherhood would be you know like in my head I was like we'll go walk in we'll go for coffee if I walked they just screamed and I just have to yeah. walk. And people, people would just be staring at me like do because I'd put my headphones on and walk because there's nothing else I could do and otherwise I thought I'd go nutty so people would be staring yeah. at me like you've got headphones on do you realize your kids are like <laughs> but like yep but there's nothing else I can do So unless they do this yeah. like, so that and that started to help and it just like it just got I didn't I didn't end up taking medication um and it just and it did just slow slowly get better and as the boys got better it got better but it took like a long time like I remember looking at them you know a little bit like I don't feel that love you know it took yeah. a long time to grow so maybe I appreciate it more now but it, yeah it. it re- I just felt like there were these tiny little strangers just screaming at me Um, and that life was kind of miserable at stage. It sounds so, I know it sounds so awful and it's so shocking for people to hear when they haven't ever been through that or, you know, it's, it's just really hard for people to comprehend until you've been through it. But I just, I just really (laughs) dislike disliked them. Um, and obviously now love them more than life itself. And I I appreciate it more because it just, but it was like, it was a really slow burn for us. Yeah. Um, but that's fine. But you know, there was definitely those moments I remember because my mom helped so much and she even was just like, I can't believe how much these boys cry. Um, she went away on holiday. I was like, how dare you leave me? But I remember <laughs> my punkin nurse coming around one day and I like Oscar was screaming in his car. I was changing hunter, just like done a poet's version and she's like walked in because she just let herself in. And she's, and she's like, I just had like tears streaming down my face. Like just at that point of like combustion, she's like, you need to go outside and don't come back in here for the next 20 minutes. <coughs> She's like, put the boy, who you ever get, you know, to the point where they are just like screaming, you need a breath. She's like, put them on their cot. They are safe. Yes, they're screaming. It's not helpful, but you need to go walk outside, put the washing out or whatever and take a breath. And I did it heaps And our our backyards quite long. So when I would, I would literally go outside and hang the washing up and it's quite far away from the room. So I couldn't hear them and I'd just have to go and have five minutes. Otherwise I'd like, I just, I just think I mentally would you know, snap would lose a pot or go through the depression or whatever. It was just, yeah. It really wasn't fun. It makes me, I'm like taking deep breaths <laughs> more because it, I literally start yeah. breathing from my chest and it makes me like get anxiety. And even as they got older and I was better, but sometimes when they were toddlers and they're twins and they're naughty and they're boys and they, yeah, you know, it course. can be difficult. I always said to Jazz like, some days it's like PTSD. Like if they have got a really whiny day and screaming at me, like it's like I go back to that place and I can like, but I can yeah. feel how my body feels. It's. Even now, sometimes I'm just like, oh God, like it just like brings it all flooding back. Um, yeah. You kind of forget about it, but certain things will definitely trigger. It was just, yeah, it was a really tough time. And and once again, we tried so hard to get pregnant. We hit you know, yeah. went to IVF and I just felt so ungrateful that I wasn't enjoying it. Like I've always wanted to be a mom. I've always wanted to be a young mum. Like it's what I was like, I was born to do. And then I wasn't, you know, it wasn't playing out like I thought it should. So yeah. That's life though, really, I, isn't it now?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that's a really important message though. I mean, it's more common than we realize, I think, postnatal depression and anxiety yeah. and still something that's not talked about enough, I think. So thank you for sharing that part of your story as well. I think it's really important to the listeners.
0: Yeah. Well, that's, and that's the thing is that I was so young. I'd only had one friend who had a baby and she's like, I saw my baby, I had a lot of eyes of it. And I loved it instantly. And then when I saw my baby's lot dies of it, I was like, Ugh, like, like yeah. I couldn't, yeah. I'm, I'm hooting. I instantly yeah. felt like a monster and I was horrific. And then I plagued that it was all fine. I think that's what led to the spiral, you know? And because I had, I'd never heard anyone say, you know, it's okay if you d- see your baby right away and you don't, you don't have to love them straight away. You know, they yeah. are strangers. It can be a slow burn and that's totally fine. You're not a horrific mother because you don't love them right away. And I'd never heard anyone say that or have those, you know, this is before like social media was huge and, you know, people yeah. connect in different ways. And I just, and I, and you know, like I was faking it till I was making it. So I, I, maybe I wasn't even looking for it, but that's sort of why I started doing what I was doing and talking about it because I just want people to know if in that same scenario that you're not, you know, you're not a monster and then it's completely fine. And that's how it works. Totally. You know, probably half the time as well. And everyone else is yeah. bloody lying about it, which is what <laughs> yeah. they found out. That Like, like yeah. I did. Oh yeah. I love them. It's so amazing. And you know, Especially being a young mum with no one else to connect to. And my friends all yeah. now say as well, as they've had children, every I will get the call, I like it always comes in the first it's either a call or a text, and it's like, I'm so sorry, I didn't help more. And I don't know how you did it. I mean, just even the fact with having twins, yeah. um, and that how tough it can be, um it, yeah. it always comes and you know, people it just sort of clicks in for people. So that, you know, I'm always happy to share it because this is such a normal thing. So many people go for through sure. it. Um, and it's, and it's fine. And we do, we, I hit it. I hit it from my closest people, from my husband and my mother for months yeah. before getting help. Um,
1: Yeah. and
0: and that's not good. I thank God I had that lady push me, the and loose push me that day, because yeah. if I hadn't, who knows how much longer I would have struggled on. And it just really, yeah, it affects your men- mental health and it's just not a nice way to live. It's not nice yeah. not enjoying your life and your children. Okay. Um, so it's better to get help and to figure out that it's not because, of them or you, it's just this—you know—all these things that are going on. It's so the yep. largest, biggest change in your life.
1: Yeah, absolutely, a massive change. And so, how long did you end up breastfeeding the boys for?
0: We they weaned at six months. Um, I breast um, I, exclusively for the first couple of months, and then it got to the point if I was going out with them, I couldn't tandem feed. When you're out, I don't mind breastfeeding in public, yep. but tandem feeding is full top off. There's no discreetness yeah. about it. Basically yeah. I have to football, hold them, sit like there, you know, it's out there. Um, so I'd be feeding them one at a time. And because they had the reflux, they were so slow. Like it was taking an hour to feed each. I was like, I'm not going to go out and catch up with someone. It's been two hours in this cafe feeding one yeah. each time. So I was bottle feeding them. And I was, I made a lot of milk. Um, I was really lucky I was a bit of a cow, but not enough to feed. Uh, reflux power chucking children constantly. So yeah. it got to the point where I was, I was like, it was pumping heaps and it'll be more than enough to feed them if they weren't continually vomiting back up and then wanting to feed constantly because they were starving yeah. and then the whole cycle game. Yeah. So we did end up um, supplementing with a formula, um, which yep. I was totally cool about. So they were kind of mixed fed for maybe from like three months to six months. Yeah. um And then from six months, weaned and then they totally went on to the formula.
1: Yeah. Cool. And did you find anything in particular helped with the reflux or there was just no relief for oh. a while there? <laughs>
0: um, um, we put pillows under the end of their mattress in their cot and then strapped them in a safety seat And they like slept pretty much standing up. <laughs> that was such yeah. an extreme angle, which definitely helped. Uh, they were on low sec, the proper stuff, the granules, not the liquid. Um, yeah. So which means that they were eating that with baby pear from like – three months oh, maybe yeah three months old um yeah. and then that and our doctor we had this um pediatrician and and he got them on to i know they're very young and they're undeveloped babies because they're prim, so people sort of are, are against it but they had kumara from like three and a half four months like the tiniest yeah. like half teaspoon every night i don't know if they helped but and it was also like had the medicine in it um because it started on the p and then moved to that but no, like, it was just like, unfortunately, I wish I could be like, yes, this was the magic answer. Yeah. yeah pretty, got pretty better nice. with it. With, yeah. It's the same thing with the hyperemesis. <laughs> you take all these drugs, I yeah. so it's going to help, but doesn't. Um, so it probably definitely helped, but it was just age. They were still vomiting yeah. by like one, but they were much better that stage. They only, they only ever slept through like after, way after one. Um, yeah. And I think that constant waking, because you're sick, it made them, te- like they, oh, they still will wake up now at almost five. Um, yeah. it made them pretty terrible sleepers of not sleeping through. They need like, I remember looking at my friends whose babies slept for like three hours in the morning or two hours, had that big two hour nap, like has never slept past 40 minutes. And I just, yeah, so jealous. I'm so jealous. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I just want a break. So it made, yeah, I think it had lots of run on effects. Like it made them really bad sleepers, light sleepers, toss and turn a lot. Um, if I've, I have a theory, they've got these crazy six packs and crazy core strength. And I have a theory yeah. that all that screaming and pulling the knees to their chest <laughs> was like baby exercise and make them really strong. They yeah. were from such a young age could do like hang from things and pull their knees up like crazy core exercises. Um, yeah. so random little things like that from it. But, um, yeah, I, I, it was just time. It was unfortunately yeah. just time.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they're almost five. Do you think that your your little family's complete with them or do you think you'll try for another baby?
0: I was always like, No way, we like I had only ever wanted two kids. Jay wanted three. And our yep. like compromise before we got pregnant was like, Oh, we'll get to two and then we'll discuss the third and huh, we got to two straight away. <laughs> yeah. But I remember like driving on the motorway, going somewhere over the show, I could vividly picture it and Jay like sort of looking and go, um, Actually, quite happy with the family dis it is. Like happy to not go for three. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, really? Um, I always like I always wanted a girl. Like, you know, I even now I worry about I'm like, oh, it's such a different experience when you have children with your mother versus with, you know, the bonding you have kind of with your mother-in-law. I've got an amazing mother-in-law, yeah. so I'm really lucky, but it's still, you know, different. Same with like children getting married and stuff and being the mother-in-law. It does, it does worry me, like to not have that. Bond and I just hope that I have amazing daughters yeah. in law and that they realize they don't have my I think it's different if you don't have your own daughters to do that sort of thing with maybe they'll be yeah. more inclusive so I just hope my thing is that so I would have loved a girl but I someone said to me which is which is very wise and I didn't really I was like I can't I don't think I could go through that again with how sick and stuff I'd be yeah um to have a third they said you should never have a third child just to hopefully get an opposite you know a different sex, type of yeah. sex yeah <laughs> only if you want another third kid I was like I've never really wanted a third kid so probably not and it was just too <laughs> yeah. perfect to even think about it but then like four four months ago after being like no 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 very much no the whole time I'd even had my penny effect and had a tummy tuck um and then about four months ago I was like oh my god I think I want another baby and <laughs> was like you I you have to be kidding me I was like not at all like really clucky really think I want one like we should call them up and get them to defrost one of these embryos and let's pop a bad boy back in there he's like no you're nuts <laughs> like, our children are almost five at school he's like we yeah. now own two businesses and you're working he's like what do you like what are you doing yeah and I was like okay and I go and I realized it was a bit crazy too he's like and we try to travel and do all these fun things we're getting to doing yeah. all these kids the boys are all, Jay's theory as well he's like look if there was no science around I wasn't meant to give have babies. Like, my script yeah. doesn't work. He's like, it's only because of science that we've got to do this. He's like, and we've got two amazing, great, smart, intelligent, handsome little buggers. He's like, let's, he's like, let's off push the odds here, you know? Yeah. I've already, I've already come out on top, <laughs> and I realized it's a bit nuts. So I was like, okay, I'll think about this. We were going to Bali anyway in August, end of August. So I was like, well, I wouldn't want to be pregnant before Bali. So give it four months until get back from Bali. If I still feel that way, then well um you know then yeah I'm getting we're having another baby but (laughs) um I did change I think it was even like a little while before we got to Bali I was like no I came to my senses I was like look it would be lovely and and everyone's like what if you get three boys like and that was kind of what was got to the point I was like I don't care what the sex is um yeah I just really I don't know and I think maybe it's because like I feel like I missed out on so much of that amazing baby time because the boys were so sick. There was two of yeah. them. It, it was such a yeah. hard time that maybe it was like me trying to re, redo it. And I was like, oh, well, the boys will be at school. He's like, you'll be so busy. But I was like, well, the boys will be at school. So it actually won't be. I'll be on my own with my baby. and I don't know. I kind of maybe got on all to this. But, yeah, I came to my senses and I was like, no, you know, I am. I'm really happy with our family, a lot family, and I don't want to risk disrupting that. And we've got so many yeah. other things going on at the moment. So yeah, I just I just obviously had like a little wobble and it's the only wobble I've had ever. Yeah. But no, so we so we are officially closed. We're 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 done. Although I keep paying the storage for um freezing the keeping the embryos frozen. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm just like I can't I can't not do it. And Jay's like, Well when will you? And I think it's like I think it's just in case anything awful were to happen. Um yeah. you know? Yeah. Um so yeah. I think it would be like when I'm forty, when I'm really well past you know, yeah, maybe Kai again that I will stop that. Um yeah. but yeah. I uh, yeah, we're we're family of four and happy about it. I got two I got two new kittens actually. That was <laughs> I made a joke with Jay when we ta- yeah, Jay was talking about when we'll get babies, he's like, No, nah, you're nuts. I was like, Well if I'm not having a baby, I'm getting another cat. Because I wanted another yeah. cat. We already have one. And he's like, oh, fine. And then I reminded him of this about a month ago. And we went to look at one cat. And we came home with little twin boy cats for the twin boys. <laughs> wow. So I've now got three cats. And I was like, well, he's like, well, there you go. Definitely no more babies. Yeah. Awesome.
1: Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story with me today, Anna. I really appreciate it.
0: No, thank you. It's fun. It's um, Don't talk or, or think about it for a while, especially when the kids yeah. get so old. Um, yeah. No, it's kind of fun. I mean, hard reliving the hard times, but nice of course, to sort of yeah. remember the bits. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. I'd love to hear your feedback. So either leave a review on the podcast app that you're listening on or head to our Instagram at Kiwi Birth Tales and leave a comment there. If you're interested in sharing your birth tale, then please head to the Instagram page and use the email link to get in touch. Thanks again for listening. I really look forward to sharing the next episode with you.